What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Ethan and Terry Show, a podcast dedicated to covering and tackling the latest in sports and entertainment. It's your boy, Ethan, also known as Easy Pull Up. I'm here with my guy, Terry Jenkins Jr., for what is now episode number 56. Uh, once again, want to shout out to all of our first time and last time viewers and listeners. Be sure you like, comment, share, subscribe to the pod. Leave us a rating and review. Let us know how we're doing. We appreciate your continued love and support. Also, special shout out to all those who might still be working from home. Everything's starting to open up a little bit now. You know, people feel like they can actually get around and get a sense of normalcy. But, you know, if you're still kind of working your way through some of the pandemic protocols, man, y'all continue to keep your head up, stay positive, and just know yeah, we're, all, we're all in this together. Uh, but before we get into it, Terry, man, it's been a while since I've seen you, man. How you been doing? Great, bro. I can't complain at all, man. Um, awesome day. It's finally sunny out here in Houston. It's been raining for a minute. Speaking of rain, um, shout out um, to Southeast Arkansas. Not really a shout out, more of a, um, I guess we could send prayers out to Southeast Arkansas right now. Um, they're experiencing historical rain down there in Dumas, Monticello, Stuttgart, just to name a few places that have been affected very heavily um, by the weather that this past week. So I, I, it's from my understanding, um, some places like Dumans even experienced water, like uh, up to the point where it flooded out their houses wow. and uh, flooded over their cars. They actually made Good Morning America um, this morning. Shout out to my mom for that information. Um, yeah. But yeah, bro, um, prayers to Southeast Arkansas, man, to see, uh, continue to, you know, do what we always do best and let's pull through when times get rough, man. Absolutely, I appreciate you sharing that, man. Thoughts and prayers are definitely with uh, with with the the great people in Southeast Arkansas as they're getting through this this difficult time. Um, and on a, I guess on a, I don't know what kind of segue this is, but just to get into you know what we come to do every week or every other week, whenever we get a chance, man, let's talk about some sports. Uh, right oh, yeah. now, man, right now, man, in the world of sports, we all know that the biggest topic of conversation is the NBA playoffs. Uh, they have now made it into the second round to the respective. Uh, conference semifinal games, uh, and I want to start off by talking about, uh, I guess, a team that you somewhat, I guess, support, or more so support the player in Giannis Antetokounmpo with the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the, the Brooklyn Nets. They're currently down two games to zero uh, after yes. a, almost a 40-point thrashing uh, at the hands of Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. Terry, when you take a look at this team, man, you know, having played so well throughout the regular season you know, which is seemingly within the last couple of years what they've been known to do, right? They have, a, they have a great regular season, start off playing very well, great defensive team, but they just can't seem to have to find the answer for KD and Kyrie right now. You know, which has been kind of your first couple, your first takes in the first couple of games? Um, man, honestly, I just wrapped up with the, the first one. James Harden went down within the first 40, what, 48, 43 seconds. So people like me and other people who root for Milwaukee or Giannis independently definitely thought, man, it's a series now. Yeah, nah. Um, Kevin Durant quickly reminded everybody in the world why he's Kevin Durant. (laughs) He's the best player in the world, man, and that's the reason the series is 2-0 right now. Kevin Durant has come out early on in each game and just been on fire. Him and Kyrie, man, they're unstoppable. Um, Giannis played, had a good first game. The second game, though, was horrible. Um, only 18 points, took a couple of rebounds. Um, honestly, that's because the, the Nets got out to an early lead. Um, and, of course, if you're down by 15, 20, 30, 
Ethan. At one point, they were down by 49 points. If you're down by that many points, um, you need shooters. Giannis is not a three-point shooter. So, therefore, most of the game or majority of the game, um, the three-point shooters, if you will, the ones who are the shooters on Milwaukee were taking shots. But, of course, they were missing because, again, they were they got down by 50 points and ultimately lost the game um, yeah. by 39 it's hard to, it's hard points, which is it's horrible. It's hard to dig your way out of that, man. I mean, that just the psyche alone to try to, like, even cut it down to, to 40 or 30, it, it seems virtually impossible. But now, you know, you look at it in the game three. You know, you're back in Milwaukee, a little bit of home court advantage. You know, if you are the Milwaukee Bucks, man, what are you trying to do to set the tone for these next couple of games, bro? You know, because – First off, just – Go ahead. Go ahead. Just not, just not get embarrassed. You got embarrassed. Like, literally, that, that was an embarrassment. That was horrible, bro. Yeah. That was horrible. Horrible. You basically didn't show up. Um, Boonehoser is definitely on the hot seat after a loss like that. They have to show up, man. Milwaukee has to take game three not only as for this series but for the franchise because we could be looking at a lot of moving pieces if they get swept by the Brooklyn Nets. And I know it's the Brooklyn Nets, but if they get swept by the Brooklyn Nets, yeah, Milwaukee will definitely reevaluate everything because this team they put together, they put together to be able to contend. Um, and of course, we all know nobody, in my opinion, is going to beat Brooklyn, especially the way Kate, Kevin Durant is playing right now. I, I got right. them winning at all. But at the same time, they get swept. Um, Brook, I mean, Boston even got one game with Jason Tatum, and you would think that Milwaukee was up here compared to the Celtics. Um, right. At least that's how it was all year. We talked about three teams in the East, the 76ers, the Brooklyn Nets, and the Milwaukee Bucks. And Milwaukee is is not playing like they're a top three team. Actually, the Hawks are playing better um, than Milwaukee right now. No, which, which, hey, beautiful segue, Terry. Beautiful segue because I really wanted to get into the other half of the uh, Eastern Conference semifinals uh, portion of the playoffs uh, with the Atlanta Hawks and Philadelphia 76ers. Man, ice trade the game. Ice trade, Trey Young, <laughs> an, incred- an incredible first round man against the New York Knicks. I mean, you and Zoe were right. I mean, y'all, y'all definitely saw that coming a mile away uh, in, the, in the way that they handled the New York Knicks. But now here in this series, bro, with the Philadelphia 76ers, the series is split at one. Do you honestly believe that Joel Embiid can continue to put on put it, put on performances like he did in Game Two in order to win? Because that's obviously what they're going to have to do, man. Because Atlanta's not going to stay down for long. First off, Joel Embiid put up that same performance in game one. He had 39 points in game one. So this game he had 40. So it's a kind of a point difference there. <laughs> but Joel Embiid has shown up. The difference in last night was that Trey Young shot horrible from the field. Um, let's just let's call it what it is. Their star player shot horrible. Now, of course, Gallinari showed up. Um, Bobby showed up as well. Bondanovich showed up as well. Um, but there are other shooters. Kevin Hunter was kind of off from three, and Trey Young was off for three. I doubt that happens again. And so, um, for the 76ers to get that win, and again, they, they need these great performances by Joel Embiid, who's definitely capable of putting them up every night. I mean, bro, you yeah. look at it. He's not he's not going against a scrub. Clint Capella is a legit seventh-footer. He's extremely athletic, as we saw, because he dunked the alley-oop on Joel Embiid. And Joel is out there, you know, taking his cookies, man. He's just just out there looking nice in the post with the fadeaway, um, the little, you know, little shake 
like you know the the dream yeah. shake on him. He he's putting on all the moves, man, in the paint, and he seems like an unstoppable force. But then you have to ask yourself, okay, if if the Hawks are shooting the ball well, threes at the end of the day are more points than twos, and so Joel can go down the post and bang all these points. But if Trey Young and Kevin Hunter and Gallinari and, and Bondanovich and Jamie Collins, if those guys, Lou Williams, if they just, you know, continue to be hot and shoot the ball at a very high clip from three, the 76ers can lose at any night, which is why, well, I guess we'll get into the picks later, but which is why I'm picking a certain team. It's kind of obvious now to win this series because they, they have shooters, man. Um, just a side note, too. Hawks are killing it. Trey Young are killing it. But two of their, I personally think, very important players are missing, and Cam Reddish, and then now Devontae Hunter is out as well. And so, bro, just imagine if they had those two pieces. Cam Reddish is a 3-and-D guy. Hunter is a 3-and-D guy as well. DeAndre Hunter, sorry about that, um, is a 3-and-D guy too. They both shoot the three very well, but unlike Kevin Hunter and Bondanovich, they both can guard and be physical um, and actually play defense. And so you can only imagine if they were healthy, how this yeah. Hawks team would be looking. Um, but 1-1, one, one, I say the Hawks got to be happy with it. I know they got beat um, that second game, but they got to be happy with the split, especially with Trey Young having such a horrible second game. No, absolutely. And by Ke- you said Kevin Herter? Kevin Herter, yes. Kevin Herter, okay, my bad. I was probably breaking up on my side. But, uh, but no, it's funny about like Clint Capella. Funny enough, Clint Capella is actually 6'10", 240, and Embiid is true seven-footer, 280. So he's having to kind of like really handle him, bro. But it's got it's hard. Embiid's going to put the size on him, and he's got the moves, and he can score essentially at all four levels, bro. But to your but to, to your greater point, Capella is a veteran center, true center in his league. He's been around for a good minute. So he's just out, he's just going to have to step up and, and do what he can to uh, to contain him. Or you can, you can only hope to slow him down. But, uh, but I do like to at least. Yeah, no, at least. But I, I do, I do like Atlanta in this series, man. I would not be surprised if, if, uh, if we saw them probably even take that series in six or seven games. But it really is going to be dependent upon uh, how consistent they can shoot that three, that Trey Young can continue to show up. Uh, but still, looking ahead, man, in some of the other areas of the playoffs, bro. You know, we got to talk about the West. We got to talk about D Book, man. We got to talk about the Phoenix Suns right now, bro, and and how they are playing, bro. I mean, and of course, we're going to get into Donovan Mitchell after. But, bro, let's talk Devin Booker right now. Terry, what what has been really – what has surprised you or impressed you the most about his style of play in this playoffs? Him being consistent, man. He's a superstar. Donovan – not Donovan, sorry. He's just in my mind because he played and had an awesome game last night. But Devin Booker's going to have an awesome game. I already know it tonight as well. Um, Devin Booker is a superstar now. He's coming out. His superstardom is revealing itself, um, if you will, in this playoff series, in this playoff period. Um, when Chris Paul, when the trade was first made this past offseason, and Chris Paul went to the Suns, I told everyone, you're going to see an elevation of DeAndre Ayton and Booker, and look what happened. I mean, Chris Paul is a true leader, a great mentor. He gets in your ear, and he's going to build you up. He's going to grow you. And I feel like that's why Chris Paul went there. Um, he needed someone like that, some young guns that he can kind of coach up and bring out their true potential. Um, we saw him and the Rockets. They looked good at times, but the problem was that him and, and Harden honestly bumped heads because, you know, 
CP3 is an alpha male. He's an alpha dog. He's 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 number one in the pack. He's the leader of the pack. And so it's kind of hard to get two alpha males to kind of, you know, gel together. But on that court, Devin Booker has no problem um, being beta to Chris Paul because of, he's a veteran. He's definitely top five point guard of all time. Um, we like to call him point god, if you will. Um, and so just to see how he helped elevate Devin Booker's game, man, Devin Booker, Killed did shock the Lakers with the 47-point game, and he's continuing that performance on over in this series against Denver. Denver has no one that can hold him. And honestly, when you look across the West, you look at the teams, you're like, who's left that can hold him? I mean, in the past, you would say Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, but we, we saw what Luka and Donovan's done to them. Yep. Yep. So you can't expect them to contain Devin Booker. <laughs> and so, man, shout-out to Devin Booker. Um, definitely a star shining bright. Um, the NBA, man, and we're going to get into it, but I, I probably say this five times to show the NBA is in great, great, great hands, man, especially with superstars like Devin Booker on the rise. Um, I expect him to continue that performance, and this series against Denver is going to be very, very interesting. No, absolutely, man. I mean, I'm, I'm really enjoying watching Devin Booker essentially transcend, bro, before our very eyes. You know, it's it's funny you make, you make mention of Chris Ball. I couldn't help but think about like a camp counselor or a guidance counselor. And it seems that the NBA is making Chris Paul out to be the guidance counselor of the NBA. I mean, or, or, or like on property hunters, like going around flipping teams instead of flipping properties. And he's starting to, it's, it's a winning franchise, bro. He, need, he needs a show on Home Guard television when it's all said and done. And he has, a State, Farm, he has a State Farm deal. So there's that. So, so you so like a good neighbor for sure, Chris Paul, <laughs> he really is. So, I mean, I love what I'm seeing out of Phoenix, too, man. But even for what it's worth, too, you know, you take a look at kind of what you may mention of in Atlanta, you know, which them kind of have, you know, with Cam Reddish not being around. Obviously, you look at Denver, they don't have uh, Jamal Murray, but the depth of their team, at least from like the Portland series especially, is what's kind of supplementing for the lack thereof. And it's at least making them competitive. Obviously, Jokic, MVP, shout out to him, man, on, on a fantastic season. Truly deserving of that award. But but like like we kind of said, man, it's going to be fun to see the way that series shapes out. But looking to the other side of the Western Conference right now, bro, you have the Utah Jazz, L.A. Clippers. Salt, Salt Lake City was rocking last night. It was. Uh, it was. It seemed like from start to finish, bro, it was rocking. And, Terry, you know, your boy Donovan Mitchell, you know what, man, last night, especially the Trailblazers and fans, like, you know what, as much as I don't really like the Jazz or anybody in the West for that matter, I got I got to give it up. I got to give it up to Donovan Mitchell, man. Donovan Mitchell is a modern day. Well, he's an undersized shooting guard, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's he's what? He's probably not even six two. He might be like six one and a half, maybe. They give him six three. I th- I think they give him six four, but NBA, really? you know, I think they give him six four. You can look it up. I think they give it to him, but in reality, I say he's about my height. He's about six two, six three. Bro, they have him listed at six one. Oh wow. Wow, he, he doesn't get the grace period like everybody else <laughs> in the NBA. They don't no. bless him with a three inches. Bless my man with three inches. Bro, it's funny because it up. <laughs> what, was was it it was last season was last season was when they flipped it? When they started giving like their actual height? Oh yeah, you're right about that. I forgot. Last year they did start revealing yeah. revealing actual height and weight Be- now. Okay. Because because so they for can't a minute, give him the three inches. They they were giving Damian Lillard six three. <laughs> I was like, all right, hold on, <laughs> take it take it easy. But anyway, <laughs> enough about the Blazers. Let's get to the Jazz real quick, bro. When you look at that series right now, 
Um, and I also want to get your take on on the last on the final play of that game last night, bro. Yeah. When you look at when you look at both Kawhi and Paul George, I think I was talking to Zoe about it yesterday. He said, "Look, they're playing hot potatoes towards the end, but Jazz had like an amazing defense, stellar defense uh, on, yeah. that, on that last possession." But still, but 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 still, but, but still Paul George had, had had a had an opportunity. Kawhi could have took the shot, but decided to pass to Morris. I mean, bro, just I don't know. Just give me your thoughts on that series, bro. Just get in the way we want to get into. Um. Again, we're, we're going to save our picture later on. This series is very I, – I mean, I didn't think, honestly, it was going to be this close. I, I I have not respected – and I will admit it, I haven't been respecting Utah all year. All year, I haven't, until last night. I assume going into this series that the Clippers will win this very convincingly. I, I thought they will honestly win the series very convincingly. And after this series, people will be saying – oh, the Clippers are definitely the favorite to come out of the West. Like, I understand the struggle with Luka because Luka's, Luka's cold, man. He's a beast. He's a monster. Definitely probably top five player in the league. Not the best, but he's definitely top five. Um, and so I understand them having their hands full with Luka. Um, but at the same time, man, they had their hands full with Donovan last night. Now, the craziest thing about the first game, Ethan, is Utah missed their first 20 shots. First 20 shots. If I went to anybody in this world and I told them, hey, Utah's going to win tonight and they're going to miss their first 20 shots. And I bet them $1,000 even. Everybody's taking that bet. Everybody. And I would be a very, very, very wealthy man this morning. Uh, but <laughs> Because the Utah Jazz in the second half went berserk. And if we want to get honestly, it was an individual performance low key by Donovan Mitchell who had 16 points in the third quarter and then turned around in the fourth quarter and dropped another 16 points. Um, Ethan, we got to come into question. Kawhi Leonard, we used to call a defensive monster. Matter of fact, he was more known first about it, you know, for his defense before anything else. Uh, even dig a little deeper, he actually won an MVP of a finals with the Spurs only because he guarded LeBron James. That's the reason he won. Yeah, he he had about 15, 16, 18 points, whatever it was. But the real reason he won that MVP was because of his defense on LeBron James. Now, you, you fast forward to today, is Kawhi tired? Is Kawhi, you know, trying to balance like LeBron James had to balance and so many other great players had to balance being the number one offense option and then also trying to lock down the guy? Because... Now we've seen Luka go crazy, and now we see Donovan Mitchell go berserk on the Clippers. And so Paul George and Kawhi Leonard both have to, and Pat Bell, um, who's known for his defensive prowess, they have to come into question, how, how good are you guys on, on defense? Like, just right. how good are you guys on defense? And speaking of defense, Rudy Gobert and the Utah Jazz just completely shut down that last possession. But with that being said, if Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi Leonard, we compare him to, you know, we put him up there to superstardom with LeBron, um, KD, Anthony Davis. Like, those are are the prime players. And you could throw James Harden in there. Like, those players, Dang. in no particular order, you, you're going to put in the top five. Why aren't you taking that shot? I understand you have Paul George. He's I mean, I mean, I mean ra- ranking, ranking aside, bro, like, Kawhi, you're the primary scorer on that team. Thanks. You take, you take the shot. 
But why you you did this against the seventy sixers, didn't you? Like, do we, yeah. we remember that? I wish we could just pull up that video right now. But for all our listeners, just go go just go Google if you forgot. Kawhi Leonard hit a game winning shot to not the seventy sixers out of the playoffs. And honestly, if the seventy sixers would have went on to win, and of course we saw Kevin Durant got hurt and Clay Thompson got hurt. We could be talking about the 76ers actually having a ring. And but if it wasn't for that look, right. five bounces around the rim and somehow fell in <laughs> shot over Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris. What was that last night, Kawhi? No, instead, with Royce O'Neal barely in your face, barely, you pass it up to, to Marquise Morris, who probably has the, 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 the defensive player of the year guarding him. And now, with one point, what is it, three seconds? Yeah. Seven seconds left? He has to somehow get up a shot over Rudy Gobert. The, bro, defensive player of the year, arguably the greatest defensive player on the planet, and Rudy Gobert. Yeah. So, so what, seven feet two, seven feet three? Rudy Gobert? Seven foot five, six. <laughs> Come on, The man's yo. long, Ethan. The I, man's I mean, long. He, and also, he's not, not that hot, tall, but it, you know it's a hyperbole. But he, well, well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, honestly, I his wingspan is, is is crazy. Like he literally, it seemed like he was baseline, and then Morris jacked up the shot, and he was there to close out. In an oh, he's actually seven one, but and his wingspan is seven nine. So I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shoot, 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 shoot the ball, shoot the ball, Kawhi, and also Kawhi could he, he could have even penetrated and got to the basket, and, pro- and probably, and probably, well, granted, they were looking for the three, but at the same yeah. time, man, you know, however, however else you want to score, to your point, bro, he's he's done it before, and when you're the primary scoring option on the team, and also Paul George at the top of the key, I thought he was gonna pull it, I thought he was, bro. Oh, Paul George would, bro. Don't you remember? Oh, oh, Paul George would have pulled that shot. From that range, thirty feet. What's up? Indiana. He, he was scared too. Yeah, I mean, they I, both I, deferred. They both deferred, and, it, and honestly, and this is another point nobody's gonna call out. Why? Why didn't Talu call a timeout? Hey like, man, like, Talu's Ty, 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 Ty the player's coach, bro. And honestly, you really can't even put it on him that much. You trust? You got two veteran guys, bro, on the floor that are like supposed to be at the helm of your team. I don't fault him for not calling a timeout. I'm more so listen. Either Kawhi or Paul even, not taking a shot. Even when Phil had Kobe, he called timeout to make sure Kobe got the ball in the position of the court where he wanted, where he liked to shoot it at, and got the best look. And mm-hmm. so, come on, Ty. You got Honestly, a timeout. I, I, I understand. Now, if you got Kevin Durant on your team, you let Kevin sure, Durant do sure, what he do. Sure. You, you let Kevin Durant. Yes. Pull up, walking bucket sniper. He doesn't need a timeout. He He's a marksman. He doesn't need to get space. Yeah. He doesn't need. Dame, Dame really don't need to get much space. Yeah. Dame can just come down one side, dribble, pull up. Straight. But a team like the Clippers time. would need that. They, they, Kawhi, you've never seen, I mean, Kawhi has a nice little move, but how many times have you seen a step back three? I mean, like Dame. I like KD. Is that really in his arsenal? It, it, it's not. It's not in his arsenal. But at the same time, too, uh, I believe one of the commentators had a valid point kind of to that as well was that because Utah is such a great defensive team, and maybe this speaks more to Ty Law's confidence or Ty Lue's confidence as a coach. Maybe, maybe it does. It can say a lot. Because I understand you know, the confusion. You know, yeah, Ty Law's you, defense go hand-in-hand. 
that okay are you feeling me <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, you know, so but no, but funny but strangely enough or not even strangely enough but just more noted to the flow and pace of the game utah is a great defensive team as we saw with or without a timeout they're still going to try to lock up anybody but i guess he didn't want to present them with any opportunity to try to be out coached in that moment versus depending on your guys to try to make a difference but needless to say we do know that paul not paul george but Kawhi leonard is a man that can respond, right? And I know he's feeling the criticism. He's feeling the weight of the loss. So more to, more to be seen with that. But without further ado, bro, let's go ahead and get into our, our picks, man, for uh, for the current series we have right yes, now. Do it. And, and we will start. And we will start with the Eastern Conference, bro. Let's talk about Philadelphia and Atlanta, bro. Who who you like in the series? I said it going in, and I'm not switching up. Uh, I ain't switching up. I'm sticking true to um, the A ice traded game. Ice, ice, ice. Shout out to the Mikos. Culture three dropping. Y'all make sure y'all go cop that. Uh, I, I know I'm not advertising for them. They probably don't need it. But I'm taking Atlanta in six, man, because of ice trade. Because they're, they're full of shooters, bro. And the league is about shooting. And I understand that the 76ers can play defense, but guess what? In order to win, they need Joel and B to pull up monster game after monster game just to compete with this team because of how efficient they are from the three point line. And then my biggest cliffhanger is I don't know if Joel and B can stay healthy if he has to do this every single night. Mind you, he's already playing on a torn meniscus. And so the 76ers are literally one Joel and B slip away. Um, from being bounced out of playoffs. And I honestly, even if he stays healthy, um, I still have the Hawks coming out of this thing at 60. What about you? How you, you know feeling, what, man? E? I might have to agree with you, bro. I mean, part of me wants to say seven, but one thing that's kind of been in the back of my mind is is how how hurt is Joel and B, really? You know, it's the playoffs. We say it, we say it all the time, bro. We talk about the NFL, bro. Everybody's hurt. Likewise, in the NBA, everybody's hurt. Everybody might even be in the worst condition the way you really might think that they are. But I believe, to your point, if there's anybody in the league, very similar to Anthony Davis in this regard, that can get hurt, it's Joel Embiid. And the fact that he has that partially torn, I'm just not really confident. And I'm also not confident in, uh, in Ben Simmons being able to give them the additional surplus scoring they would need. He hasn't been able to. He hasn't. I thank you for bringing him up. Can I just have 30 seconds? No, 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 you got it. 30 seconds because, Ben, I was your fan. Ben Simmons, I rooted for you since you was in LSU. Um, People called you the next Bron Bron, the baby Bron Bron, and your skill set. Bro, Ben Simmons, you haven't even been aggressive offensively this year, period, especially in the playoffs. You haven't scored over 20 points yet in the playoffs. Um, I'm not even – I, 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 I mean, the free throws. Thank you. Thank you, Ethan. <laughs> one from nine, one from eight, hacker being. Like, what, what What are you doing, Bill Simmons? Um, you, I understand your data, Kardashian, bro, but listen, spend some of that off-season time instead of in her face in the gym and just shoot the damn ball. Shoot the damn ball. You get paid millions of dollars, bro. Go in the freaking gym. <laughs> just shoot the ball, man. Absolutely. But man, I got I got four. I'm I'm rolling with you, bro. Four two. I got Atlanta over Philly, uh, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, bro. I got four one. Gentleman sweep. I do feel that Milwaukee can maybe salvage. I don't want them to get swept. I mean, I, I like Giannis too, bro. 
I like I like that team. I like that organization. Small market team. I get it. I'm 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 rooting for them. Support them in some type of way. But I just don't think they have enough to get past Brooklyn. Oh no, they don't. Um, they definitely don't have enough to get past Brooklyn. Um, I wish they did. Me being a Giannis fan. But like I said, probably I don't know, maybe 30 shows ago now, when you know off season was here and Giannis had an opportunity to go somewhere else, and he decided to sign that extension. Giannis, you should. I've left, bro. You should have left. I understand your gun, but you should have left. You should have went to the Warriors or the Rockets at the time with James Harden or, or somewhere or anywhere else because in Milwaukee, you're not going to win. And Drew Holiday's not enough. Chris Middleton has been missing in action. And because of that, I'm choosing the Brooklyn Nets in a sweep, not a gentleman sweep. I don't see them getting one game. Kevin Durant is pissed thanks to Jay Will and others um, like Max Kellman who wants to call him. Luca, the best player in the world, and Jay Will, who wants to stick his nose um, in everybody's business, you know, airing out a, a very private conversation. Um, Kevin Durant is a sniper. He's a walking bucket. Men can average 35 in his sleep with slippers on, and I don't, they don't have to be Gucci flip-flops. The man is just that cold. Uh, we all know this. We, we, we know what it is. We know what time it is. Um, and that's why I'm picking Brooklyn to win in a sweep. And James Harden is just going to rest up for the next series. You know, the Atlanta-Brooklyn series is definitely going to be the series for the culture, right? You want to talk about like, the culture championship? That's the one. So that that will be very, very fun to watch. I really hope that that happens. So let's go to the West real quick, bro. So Clippers, Utah, man, we'll start off there. Who are you taking? Ooh, That's, this tough. Is That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. This is tough. And the only reason it's tough is because them two guys – over in L.A., who are supposed to be better, honestly, than Donovan Mitchell. Both of them are. Both of yeah. them are supposed to be ranked higher than Donovan Mitchell. But at the end of the day, you just don't know if you can trust the Clippers. It's so tough. But even with that set being said, I've seen Kawhi come up clutch for 45 points against the Dallas Mavs. And then I've seen the team as a whole come up clutch in Game 7, um, putting together a little performance. I've seen Mark Marquis Morris Sr., who missed that shot because he got blocked. By Joel and B. I mean, not Joel and B. Rudy Gobert. Um, I seen him hit what, what was it, seven threes <laughs> to to tie Steph Curry's record. Um, and, and so, it definitely, man. Um, I got the Clippers coming out in this one at six. Um, shout out to Utah, though, putting up a great performance. Um, and I, I, I got them, to, you know, continuing to making it tough um, on the Clippers. But I have this one in six um, for the Clips. You know. Uh... Looking back on last night, the Clippers only lost by three. You know, they're, they're, they they were just constantly slugging their way back into that ball game, even though that they were in a very tough environment like uh, like Salt Lake City. However, bro, I can't say that I'm too confident, mostly, mostly because they're literally going to find themselves in the same position they were in against Dallas. And Utah is yeah. not Dallas. Like, like, this, is not, this is not the Mavericks team you're talking about. Um but to your point, though, I think I do need to put more respect on Kawhi's name. This guy, this guy proved himself to your point in the last series. And I think he can do it again. Um, I really, I really, but what's really going to be the telling part about this, Terry, is that like I do feel like you're going to have like each team win their respective home games. If that makes sense, I don't have Utah going into Staples and like winning, um, but Utah has the home court advantage, so that would mean that the Clippers would have to step up. And like winning like uh, game seven, uh, which I think can happen. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the, I'll take the Clippers in seven. 
Now let's talk Denver Phoenix, bro. Uh, I got, I got. I'm, I'm just simple and plain. I just, I feel like again, similar to what what I said about the Clippers walking their way into a similar situation in this series like they did before. I got Denver doing that here, but Phoenix isn't going to let them off the hook. I got Phoenix four games to two. What you got? I have Phoenix four games to two. I got Phoenix in six. Part of me wants to even say five. Um, but, of course, I'm not going to disrespect the MVP, Jokic. He's playing good. Um, but I definitely got – I think the Phoenix Suns are too much. Devin Booker, um, even with Jokic on that court, I feel like Devin Booker is the best player on that court when both teams are, you know, equally matched up. Uh, and we'll just throw this out here. I only can wonder what if, and I wonder what if probably every single day um, and every single time, definitely when I see the Denver Nuggets play, if Jamal Murray was healthy, how good would this Denver Nuggets team be? And would this be a team that we can see actually match up with the Brooklyn Nets? Um, but with that being said, I got Phoenix winning um, in seven, of course. I mean, in six. Um, and we're going to see Chris Paul uh, face off and Devin Booker face off against the L.A. Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. And honestly, for the storyline, I really hope that happens. He's going up against his old team. Uh, that would be that would be one for it, bro. You really, oh man, I really yeah. need that play. That's that's gonna be incredible. That's gonna be must see TV, bro, for sure, for for sure. Uh, but now, man, let's go ahead and, and segue over into just some general some general NBA news, man. Especially the the obvious and apparent news coming out of Portland with the Blazers and Terry Stark Stotts parting ways after nine seasons, uh, or eight eight or nine seasons, um, bro. And then even Indiana news today about them and their coach parted ways after one season. Um you wish you had Nick McMillan now? I mean, I mean, Portland can say the same, the same as well. <laughs> Nate, Nate, Nate McMillan was the head coach of Portland, uh, I believe, prior to uh, Terry Stotts. Um, so yeah, bro, Nate McMillan's over here, like you know, look, looking like uh, what's old buddy conceded in the meme, like. Like try to tell y'all, <laughs> so he's he's over there, possibly about to go into the Eastern Conference Finals, man. With but the Hawks, with the Hawks, right? And he's the interim. He's the, he's the interim guy. Not he anymore. Got, he, not anymore. He's the head coach. Man, look here, yo. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, make that man the head, the head coach. Uh, but but Atlanta's tr- gonna throw him the back. No, nah, they're they, they better. <laughs> but uh, but no, nah, man. In, in in all seriousness, man. Um, I mean. Evidently, being, being a local, being a Portland resident, being kind of in the city, you know, it's kind of one of those undeniable truths that you really don't hope you have to face anytime soon. You know, just because, uh, and, and, and I would love to get your take on this too. I don't think I've ever seen uh, an, an NBA superstar have just one coach for as long as Dame has from his rookie season till now, going into his ninth season. So I guess they had stocks for eight, for eight seasons. Um, Bro, like I just that that in and of itself is surprising to me. And for what it's worth, he needed to go. We need fresh perspective. It kind of seemed like he was losing the team, especially start hearing some rumors about how like a lot of players don't really appreciate his style of play. Um, he's definitely not a defensive oriented coach, which is why you know you probably saw Jeff Van Gundy's name on there. Someone that's a little bit of a like you know disciplinarian. In a way, not afraid mm-hmm. to tell like it is to whoever, and to really just make your team just play some solid defense. Um, looking at the list of names 
the initial list. Uh, Billups would be great. I saw that Jason Kidd stepped out. My, in my opinion, I don't think he wanted that pressure. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, I don't think he, he wanted that, especially coming off of his experience with the Nets and the, and the Bucks. But, bro, just, just outward perspective, from your perspective, man, just as a true sports fan and basketball critic yourself, uh, what do you kind of make of the, the recent coaching changes for the, for the Blazers as well as the Pacers? Um, it just shows you, man, you, you have to do your job good enough. Terry, Terry Stouts is no reason the Portland should have lost. And I know you don't want to hear this. Um, he, but it's the truth. There's no reason Portland should have lost that series against Denver. It's just plain and simple. Denver, like, like Dave, and I respect Dave for saying it. We lost to a team that didn't have their starting point guard and didn't have their starting shooting guard. Say what you want to about um, Capazzo. Say what you want about their depth. Um, at the end of the day, that's a fact. They didn't have their two starters the entire series. Um, Portland was completely healthy, and they lost. Um, yeah. And so with that being said, Terry had to he had to leave. Um, he, he just hasn't really lived up to expectations. You have a superstar like that there while you have him in Dane, you have to do your best to take advantage of him and I don't feel like Terry's been able to get, get that job done the Blazers um, have a very good team as you know Ethan um, Anthony Simons, Simons I probably messed up again um, no 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 you got Carmelo, it okay cool <laughs> Carmelo Anthony Nurkic Collins um, man Covington um, these guys aren't scrubs, and we already know about Dame. And then, not to mention Dame and CJ, who, who are two primary guards. They're not scrubs. Um, so you have to look at this team and, and figure out how the hell do we lose that series. And you have to yeah. make some changes going forward because Dame has been very, very, very loyal to Portland, to a fault, in my opinion, and to a lot of other people's opinion. Because you look at Dame, you look at his talent, you look at what he brings to the table. You look at what his legacy could be, and you, you and what it's not. Like Dame is putting in, in a better situation. Man, he could go down as one of the all-time greats. You know, like I'm not just talking Portland Trailblazers. I'm talking the NBA in its entirety. Um, especially the impact that he has on the game, the clutch shots that he hits, the Dame time, the things that he brings to the to game. To the game, we could be talking about Dame as being one one of the people who influenced his culture, but instead we're not because Dame is getting sent home in the first round, in the second round. Um, and yes, he made it to Western Conference Finals a few years ago, but still, it's just like what what more. Um, can you do? Because we expect more than that from Dame. We expect to see a, a player like Dame with his stature feature in the finals. And I just don't know realistically if he stays in Portland and definitely with Portland current roster, um, will we ever see Dame in the finals compete? Um, so you yeah. got Terry was just the first move to me personally. I feel like this offseason you have to move Nurkic, you have to move CJ, you have to look for a real number two piece um, to bring in. I feel like Anthony Simons is good enough, especially the way he's projecting his growth um, to be a, a legit number three next year. Um, and the other pieces that you guys brought in, I can't forget about Norman Powell. Will he stay? Will he take the bag and go somewhere else? We'll see how that works out. Yeah. Um, but you definitely want to make some changes. And you definitely, I know it's, it's probably hard for Portland fans to hear, but you, you got to get rid of CJ. You got to get rid of Nurks. As far as the Pacers go, I mean, you, you had Nate, you let him go, had a rough season, you traded a lot of pieces for 
pretty much not much in return. Um, but you can look basically, I mean, you can hope for the future. Hopefully, Karis LeVert come back fully healthy next year. Um, you still got TJ Warren, who looked great in the bubble. Um, so do yeah. what you will with, with those two pieces. You got Sabonis still. You got Miles Turner, who doesn't seem like he can even stay healthy, um, Ethan. And so if you're if – you're, we, got, we got five more minutes, according to Okay, if you're, if you're Indiana, you got to look to make some changes and do something miraculous to put yeah. that team over the hump. No, no, absolutely. I mean, and, uh, no, I mean, I, pre- I appreciate your, your perspective, man, across the board on that. You're absolutely right. Um, honestly, again, just, just being in the city and just having kind of, cause I mean, CJ's been, he's been in trade rumors practically since he got into the, into the NBA. It's, he has tough skin about it. He understands would be at our best interest to get, to give Norm the 22, 23 million that we'll probably give him. Trade CJ Nurkic evidently is showing signs of him not wanting to be here. So you could probably expect him to be on the move as well, even though they will try to keep him and do what they can. Um, and also, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a, an article right now. that says the Pacers are, are funny enough, expected to talk with Terry Stotts because they do want a more veteran uh, coach, if you will, um, versus the one that they had. So I'd be curious to see how, how Stotts would do in the East if he if he does transition over to that side. Uh, but, hey, more to be seen. More to be more more to come with with not not just with those teams, but I honestly feel like Dallas could probably be making a lot of changes as well, and yeah. um, and then obviously remains to be seen what happens here in the Clippers and Jazz series. Never know what's gonna happen there. So that being said, Terry, man, before we get out of here, bro, you got any final thoughts, parting thoughts, things you want to say? Julio Jones to the Titans. Did not see that coming. Did not see it coming. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I wish we could have got him, but. I mean, Apparently we didn't want to give up a say I would have gave up a first round, but apparently we didn't want to give up a second round pick and a third or fifth or whatever it was um, that the Tennessee Titans got them for. But hey, that's going to be a very interesting team next year. They're weak on that defense, so they may be the new AFC Atlanta Falcons. But we'll see how that works out for Tennessee. Rightfully so. That being said, y'all appreciate you tuning in to episode number fifty-six of the Ethan and Terry Show. A podcast dedicated to covering and tackling the latest in sports and entertainment. Be sure you like, comment, share, subscribe to the pod. Leave us a rating review. That. All that good stuff. Terry, bro, thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. Look forward to doing this again, man. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, E. All right, man. Take care.